This is a very, very popular podcast. From tampons to Minecraft and everything in between, this is a very, very popular podcast with Dylan and Maya. It's Dylan. And I'm Maya. And this is a very, very popular podcast. Welcome back to our 20th episode! Yay! So, because it's an anniversary episode, we decided that we would kind of go back to one of our first episodes, Mm -hmm. which was stickers. If you're around for that, shout out to you. So, we are going to do stickers too, and we're going to be talking about other childhood stuff and all the different things we did when we were kids and, you know, just reminisce on them. When we were youths. (laughs) if you're of our generation maybe you remember Mm -hmm. so let's get started so like what childhood games did you play okay i definitely remember playing like elephant and hungry hungry hippo and trouble in the bubble Mm -hmm. and there's a couple others i think i played a lot of like junior mastermind and like weird operation games that weren't operation but were basically the same thing i had a lot of puzzle games i think so for those of you that don't know, Elephant is a... It was a game where, like, this elephant had, like, a funnel, tunnel-y, like, nose that it would push air, and you would put, like... I wouldn't say they were felt butterflies. They were, they were yeah. like, cloth... No, they were, like, cloth sheer... Yeah. Nylon-y plastic. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, but they were, like, these kind of, like... Yeah, thin paper plastic cloth stuff. They looked kind of, had, like, that waffly, like, gritty... They were, like, bow-tie pasta. Yeah, and they obviously... And they looked like butterflies. And so you'd put them in the, like, nozzle, tunnel, funnel, whatever it was. <laughs> and they would, like, be blown up by the air, and you'd have to try to catch as many as possible. Fly nets. You had the, yeah. your little butterfly nets, and you, like, swat at them. So that's Elephant. That was a great game. I played that uh-huh. all the time with my cousins at, like, our family house. I remember being in, like, preschool, early elementary school. Did you play it in school? Oh, no. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't remember having it in school. That would have been awesome. Oh, I definitely didn't play it in school. <laughs> that would have been fun, though. But I think, like, a bunch of, like, kindergartners just, like, swatting around nets. Yeah, maybe that wouldn't have been <laughs> <laughs> the best option. Hungry Hungry Hippo is mm. a game where basically you have little like chomper hippo things it's hard to describe they're like on little levers and they have mouths and there's a big bowl of like marbles and there's four hippos and everybody has a hippo and they like shoot them forward and like try to bite the marbles and like pull them back and whoever got the most marbles won and then wouldn't it like collect into like a little like pool yeah yeah, yeah. into your back pouch yeah. you had to pull them back and whoever got the most i think i remember playing that on the second floor just in the middle of the hallway with my brother so my old house had like this the middle the top floor was where all our bedrooms were and they were all like around this little square it was probably like four feet wide right in the middle i remember laying on the ground and just like playing with my brother like come on come on i want to get more marbles than you so it was definitely a common game i played when i was younger i also vaguely remember it wasn't cranium in specific but it was like a crane it was like the characters of the cranium game but like i vaguely remember it like playing sounds and you'd have to like hit buttons i don't remember i had a whole bunch of cranium world games like my cousin developed some of them and she gave us like this balloon lagoon game which oh my god asked me the tune of it i can like get it right off the bat from this like one carnival button that you had to press and the kids would run around the house like pressing it nonstop. we played it so often that game is like ingrained in my <laughs> mind so much so that it's almost a nightmare oh but so that was one of the cranium games we had we had like this treasure hunting thing where you had to match the cards we had so many cranium games 
Oh my gosh, do you remember? It's like, what was it? Don't break the ice? Yep. Everybody, all of my friends had it, and I would go over to their house and play, and then I always wanted it at home, but I never got it at home. And I don't know why I wanted it at home, because it was like kind of a terrible game, <laughs> but like I always played it at other people's houses. Most of the time it broke anyway, like it was really hard to actually win. It was basically, so there was like this tray, and there were like little pieces of ice kind of carefully like it basically it was so tight that they all stuck up even though they were all individual pieces that could easily fall through and you would like have to push pieces out and not have the whole thing fall through and then if you pushed it through it was kind of like jenga if it all fell then you lost so i like most of the time it just broke right away anyway but i always remember playing and like really wanting to play i also remember like as a young kid going to my grandparents house when they lived further away playing ants in my pants but like in old version i don't remember wait what so it wasn't well i had like an older game of it it was like my my mom and her brother's game but so it was basically like you'd have this literal pair of pants that was like plastic it had like red suspenders and this like blue pant and it had two legs and then you had these little like ants and they had this levery thing that would make them jump when you press down on it so like it wasn't very technologically advanced but they had like legs oh so it was basically just trying to get the ants into the pants yeah Got and so it. you'd have to, like, figure out how much pressure do I put on it <laughs> in the pants. But I remember, like, playing it all around the house. Oh, God. There's probably ants still hiding places. <laughs> there were so many games that are just, like, everybody knows what they mm-hmm. are because they're so cliche. I mean, in a sense, all childhood games are, like, very similar. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the um, Lego board games? I don't think I ever had them. Oh, okay. So we had Minotaur, the pirate one. I feel like we had another one too, but I can't remember it. Basically, the pirate one, you had to like roll things and it made you like slowly walk the plank and then whoever got the farthest like lost or something. And then Minotaur was you had to move around and get to the center and then back. But if you rolled like a specific number, you can move the Minotaur and like eat people or something. Mm -hmm. But everything was like built out of Lego, so. I vaguely remember seeing them in like catalogs yeah probably but i don't believe i ever had them so besides board games what else did you do to like entertain yourself when you were a kid i don't have many memories with it but i had a furby as a child oh okay i played with like stuffed animals a lot i don't think i had a furby though i think i got it for christmas one year like really really long time ago i think it was purple or blue yeah a lot of them were i think it was before they started cursing wait furbies they actually made furbies curse well not intentionally but sometimes they're they would like hardwire like their hardwiring would go oh i'm sure people could like make their own furbies curse oh i thought the actual company started selling cursing furbies and i was like how would they market that imagine like oh my god adults only furbies But, like, I remember hearing later on that, like, you know, some people, when they played with their Furbies, were, like, you'd press some part of them and they'd talk, but instead of talking, like, gibberish, they'd say things that sounded like it, like, curse words. Interesting. But I remember, like, playing with it for a period of time, and then I think I might have been scared of it. I can't remember exactly. But then just keeping it in my toy box. But I definitely remember having one and being like, oh my god, it's a Furby. I saw those on TV. (laughs) 
I remember going over to my one friend's house, and she had a Furby, and, like, that's all we did the entire time, but she just, like, pulled a Furby out of her closet, and it was, like, half dead from battery, but we still just kept, like, playing with the Furby, and I was, like, really confused, because this was later on to the point where it was probably very old, and it was not a new Furby, so it really did not work, mm -hmm. but it was just, like, creepy to me, because I don't think I'd seen one before. They are kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> My friend actually recently just um, redid her Furby, you could say, and added eyelashes and re-knitted its entire fur and re-sewed on the head and everything and stuffed it. It's It looks like a snake Furby now with giant eyelashes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of horrifying, but like interesting at the same time. Honestly, imagine if they yeah. sold that. Imagine if they sold snake Furbies. <laughs> oh god. The kids with the nightmares, they thought normal Furbies were creepy. Yeah. Wow. Imagine that just like looking at you while you're sleeping. <clears throat> oh god, yeah. So speaking of like stuffed animals and stuff, what kind of stuffed animals did you have? I had a ladybug pillow pet. Nice. I had um a unicorn pillow pet. Actually, I think she's right next to me. I found her. Oh! <gasps> She's purple, and she has, she's one of the small ones. I didn't have one of the yeah. big ones, but I had a little purple pillow pet. Actually, I used to make clothes for her with my grandmother, like I did for my uh, American Girl dolls. So she had this big tutu with little gems sewn on all the edges, and yeah. Oh, I know that Tessa had a little one, and then I think she had a bigger one when pillow pets weren't just pillow pets anymore. What, like, what she does that mean? Wait, when did they become not just pillow pets? I think there was like a rebrand for like the mythical creatures. I can't remember <gasps> Exactly. Oh. It wasn't the white ones, but I remember the cool yeah. white ones where they would like, where it was the pillow pet and then they had the plastic shell. Yep. Yeah, the stars, the stars. Yeah, I always thought those were so cool and then I would always think about yeah, it and be like, because I, I like really sleeping with, with my pillow pet. Oh my gosh! I remember where I always saw those. I always saw those at like sleepovers. Because I would go to sleepovers at my friend's house and they would bring, or not even at my friend's house. We went to like the big JCC sleepover oh, yeah. and there was a girl with a pillow pet that lit up and the entire like auditorium had stars. I think I remember them being at like Learning Express or the mall. Or the of mall. Because the the I remember there was a period of time when they had those types of toys set up before it was all like technological stuff. Yeah. I don't remember shopping very much at the mall when I was younger, yeah. but definitely Learning Express had pillow pets. And I think I remember seeing a lot more ads for pillow pets and especially the light up ones. I remember seeing ads for stuffed animals in general. Like you definitely don't see as many of those anymore. Yeah. There were like the ones that, you know, when you would go on like PBS Kids or something and they'd have all those ads of like, where they yeah. like must be 18 years or older to buy, but it was purposely marketed towards kids. Because that's what I always remember <laughs> of the... Uh, ads because I was always like oh wait no it's just for older kids um and they would have like either it was like a mini truck that had so much horsepower or it was like this bloating boomerang thing or a wall driving car or pillow pets oh my god remember those soccer balls that were like supposed to like levitate and they wouldn't skid up your floor and they were like plastic I, were they the ones that you could, like, hold in your hand? I think they were just, like, you'd be able to, like, kick them on the ground and, like, they wouldn't scuff up your floors, but they also weren't balls. I don't I vaguely remember, remember seeing all. them on ads. Like, there would be ads of them all the time. I remember having things, like, seeing things that hovered that were more like, they were, like, little circle UFO things and they were purposely supposed to look like UFOs and you would, like, put out your hand and they kind of, like, bobbed there on your hand and you could, like, move your hand. Hoverball, that's what they were called. The indoor ball that glides. Whammo. Interesting. Because Whammo, I remember making like a lot of things like that. Oh, you know what else I saw in all of that was like the big bubble. You know, when oh, you yeah, can put a person the inside bubbles. the bubble. 
I used to see a lot of those. Oh, I do remember the hoverball. Yeah. These ads, and they made it, everything just look so cool. And as a little kids, everything was yeah. just like a million times cooler just because it was on TV. Yeah, definitely. Do you remember like on Disney Channel, they would have like, you know, be the lucky kid who gets to go onto this, like meet these movie stars the mickey cruise or what no like no i don't remember that. i remember like sweet life on deck time when like i never watched sweet life on deck i didn't time. either but i watched disney channel at that time but so what happens was was that like disney and danimal if i remember correctly had like a partnership and on the boxes they'd be like you know be be the lucky be the lucky person who gets to go and on this trip and see like the sprouse brothers or whatever Like, I vaguely remember seeing those commercials and being like, oh, that's cool. I remember seeing commercials like that for, like, the Disney Cruise or, like, the Mickey Cruise or something like that where they were advertising, like, if you sign up here, you can be this. I feel like they did that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, especially especially when we got older. I think they moved from, like, meeting specific Disney Channel stars to, like, cruises. Speaking of, like, games that, as a kid you always thought were like, oh my god, I want one of those. Did you ever want Beyblades? I remember kids at the JCC pool having them and having like the arenas. And I remember finding them so cool, but I don't think I ever like desire. Did I have them? I don't remember. I wanted Beyblades so bad. I had the Ninjago ones. You know, remember when the Ninjago? Remember like when Ninjago? Well, you could put the the little minifigure Ninjago things on like spinny things. Yeah. And they were pretty much Beyblades. Yeah. But, like, I mean, like, the real brand Beyblades with the giant arenas. And you could, like, take off the tops and insides and, and bottoms like, and, like, them switch up. them out. Yeah. yeah, and change the speed kind of thing. I thought those were, those really were the cool. coolest things. My brother, for, like, a birthday, probably about a year after I had really wanted them. Because I think from the ages, like, five to probably nine, I really liked Beyblades. And I saw them in, like, third grade. I remember sitting in third grade and seeing the kids playing with play with them and be like oh my gosh these are so cool can I play can I play can I play like during recess they'd be playing outside and I was like oh can I have a turn can I have a turn and they're like just playing their own thing and I was just sitting there watching like that was totally something I was interested in and probably when I was around 11 my brother for like some birthday got like knockoff Beyblades and I was like are you kidding me (laughs) like now he gets them. If, if at least you gave them to him when he was younger, then he would like I, he would have them, and I could play with them. But no, and I didn't even get them because I never said that I wanted them for some reason. I don't know why. I just never actually brought that up. And I don't think my brother even liked them very much. I don't remember seeing them since then. But I remember sitting there and watching some of the kids in my class play with them and just be like, can I return, please? Oh my gosh, that looks so cool. Wait, how did you know what Beyblade to pick? And they had the giant arenas and they were like a foot big and they would like go up ramps. And trust me, that entertained me for so long during recess. I could just sit and watch people play. I remember the kids at the pool in the summer and I remember they would like sit there with their like they were the more like square ones they didn't have anything super fancy to them but they were like the portable arenas yeah and i remember they would like just like start them and i'd just stare yeah they were just interesting there i don't know why beyblades are so intriguing i guess i like really like beyblades because they seem like collectible there's definitely a bunch of kids who had like sets they had and like they a bunch. had their groups yeah did you collect anything i remember there was a period of time when i had these things called zuzu pets i think i remember they were basically like these battery powered like guinea pig looking things yeah and I they were like different them. colors yep and they had different patterns on their back and they would like do spin in circles and they would like <laughs> 
move all around and I had like a pink one and a yellow one and a brown one and I think I had a blue one but I also had the Nintendo DS game for it. Ooh. Wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. Okay, so I used to have these like building block things where they were like just big wooden blocks. And I definitely did this with my hermit crabs too. Forget Zuzu pets. But <laughs> I used to put like little tracks. I don't think I had Zuzu pets of my own, but I think I remember somebody bringing them over once or something like that. And they were playing with Zuzu pets. And I was like, oh, I have the perfect thing. So we set up little racetracks and they were all like wandering around. But I also did the same thing with my hermit crabs. <laughs> but I also also had the Wii game so I didn't have a Nintendo DS when I was younger but I had a Wii and at some point I think somebody was getting rid of a bunch of their Wii games I think this was when we had the Wii U so it was after like a little bit but everybody was getting rid of their old Wii, Wii games and the Wii U still works with Wii games yeah. so we got Wipeout and we got this like Zuzu pet thing and you could like go around as like guinea pigs and try to complete it was basically Super Mario Bros or something just with guinea pigs it was really crappy quality though because it was like Wii after Wii was no longer like the main thing Oh my god, I remember this packaging exactly. Is it like the flowery jungle looking thing? Oh, that's the wild bunch. Zuzu Pet's wild bunch. The one I had. So basically it was like blue and it had a yellow circle and it had like a bunch of the little guys. And then I remember on the game... What happens was, was that, like, you have a bedroom and, you know, you, like, feed them and you put them to sleep. But then you also had, like, these different, like, mini games. Because what DS mm. games probably didn't have mini games. Or at least the ones yeah. I had. And, like, you could race them in different games and stuff like that. I'm looking at pictures. I think I remember my Zuzu pet having the, like, different tunnels. And, like, depending on the level you were in, like, some of them were, like, water and others were things like that. Wow. Oh my god, and I remember the the ones that were targeted at boys. Oh god, what do they do for that? So they were called, like, Kung Zoos, it, seen, it appears. Nice. And, like, I remember they would have, like, they'd be darker colors, and they'd have different, like, markings on them. I think I had one of them. I think it was black and white, and I think it had, like, a white lightning bolt. Nice. And I thought these were just, like, so cool, and I loved just, like, messing with them and, like, watching them, like, race around. Dude, do you remember Hexabugs? Yes. I think I had, like, one or two, and then they, like, and, they, and then they died, and then oh. I didn't replace the bot battery because they were watch batteries and like no one ever oh, yeah. has watch batteries no so that was the thing with my family once my parents found something that could occupy my brother and i for like over five hours we suddenly had a whole collection and that would occupy us for three years oh, wow. like i remember having like three choice three toys probably model trains legos which we'll get to later and like hexabug didn't hexabugs also have like arena e things later on no no they had i don't think they did they probably came into more like zuzu pet like things where it was like bigger animals but that's not what we had we had them early on before they even they got like to bugs. like the turning upside down things so all the like tunnels that went upside down before they even got to that we had just the bugs that went around in circles yeah. and we had all these sets we had a zip line we mm -hmm. had this big house castle thing we made the most elaborate toys ever. And we didn't have a playroom. My parents were always like, okay, in Sam's bedroom now, or we had the corner of the living room. Oh my gosh. This, the sets we made probably went to about like four feet wide, just Jeez. in every direction. And like everything just was full of tracks and this, they all broke. And then we would like use the others. We probably had a total of around like 15 hexabugs. They mm. could entertain us for hours on end 
for days in a row. Like, we were so excited about them. And then when the new sets came out, when they started going upside down, we got probably, like, two sets of that. And then we would have the first layer on the bottom. And you could already have spirals that go up and then have a second layer propped up. But now we could just have shoots that go straight up. And there'd be, like, an up top thing, too. It's four feet wide in every dimension. Oh, my gosh. That's so elaborate. Like, I don't think I added anything to that degree. Well, think about, like, two kids two years apart and this is the one thing that entertains them so parents are like this is the one thing you're doing we're doing this and nothing else you're allowed to do this in your corner go play and we also had this thing when i was younger where you had to entertain yourself by yourself for an hour each day called quiet time and like that's what we would mainly do i definitely remember having the hexabugs set up in my room at various points in time but yeah that was definitely a common thing for me so about lego yeah how much lego did you have oh I wasn't like your family. (laughs) Yeah. So I had a lot of Legos, like multiple bins full. I didn't sort them, although I feel like that would have been very nice. Although I did, I had sorted my base plates from the rest of my stuff, but I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't one of those people who literally kept everything in the same box, but I did have all the colors together, all the pieces together, but I think I would be a little more specific with where I put the minifigures just so that I could find their pieces. Yeah. But I also could never keep the sets together, partially because I had a younger sister at the time. I mean, she's still younger than me, but she liked like playing with things and sometimes breaking things. And also we didn't have the biggest area to have these things like all built. So at a a certain point, my parents would be like, okay, we're going to take this apart. You can now build other things. Yeah. But then you'll be able to put it away. But I I remember built, I think there's, there were pictures on Twitter from when I was younger and I had an obsession with the band R5, which for those youths listening... Ross Lynch was in Austin and Alley. He played Austin Moon. He was a, I had a the biggest crush on him as a Ooh. kid. I had a pillowcase with his face on it. I had posters all over I my room. I remember this. Oh mm-hmm. god, I remember. And he, this. I was obsessed. And so I also was obsessed with his band, which were his brothers, his sister and their friend, and they went on tours. And I remember at one point making their logo out of Legos and posting <laughs> it on in, on not Instagram on Twitter. Nice. And being like so excited, being like, oh my god, I love you guys. And then I also remember making this like really morbid, like it looked like a dead like cow thing. And then there was like someone standing next to it with like something in their hand. Oh god. I I don't even, I think there's pictures of it. I'm trying to see if I still have it. Because it was weird. I don't exactly know what came of me, but like That is what inspires Lego in a way, you know? Yeah. So as you said earlier, my family did have a giant collection that grew. Um, From pretty early on, I think I was about probably five. I think I got my first friend set, which was this like car. Yeah, it was the car wash, mini car wash. It was like a little car. That was it. I think it was Emma. It was before they started adding all the new girls and everything. Yeah. I have no clue who the friends are. It was just one of oh, the first five. Ran, ran yeah, that. it was like Emma, Mia, Wasn't Andrea. Wasn't it like Andrea? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Th- 
there was two others, but like that's oh Olivia and who's the other? Can I name it? I probably can't. But I definitely remember those, and then I have no clue who the others are now. But so I got my first friend set, and then I probably got the first big friend set I got was the house one. I think it was Mia's house, and you could like take apart the layers. And I remember building that and unbuilding and rebuilding it like so many times. But then my brother finally got old enough where he wouldn't like try to swallow Legos, and oh. he started getting set, and he got like SpongeBob and Ninjago and Lego City and like so many. Oh my god. We started getting Star Wars once. He always wanted like a big Star Wars set. So I think for his birthday and Hanukkah combined one year, he got the Ewok Village, which we did a couple of times. But basically, we started getting like piles of Legos. And my family is a very organized one. So we had giant shelf and there was boxes for every color. And then when once we started getting like huge collections, it started morphing into like singular pieces too. Like every two by two um, started having its own box and you know yeah it was a lot there was a lot of legos probably a seven foot shelf tall probably two feet wide everything was filled with legos i like vaguely remember this and at the start of lockdown we sorted all of them that was one of the first things we did when we first went into lockdown that and chronologically watching the entire marvel universe we spent probably about uh 10 hours in total just un- like breaking all of them and sorting all of the legos but we used to play with them so often uh, there's countless hours that like we're just building legos and we had sets set up on the table and they'd always be weird and we used to my brother and I would always like campaign for our parents to like join in and we'd be like who can create the most creative design like starting now go like oh my gosh it was great and I used to create like stop motion lego stuff oh when I got like old enough to actually do I loved watching those on YouTube but I never made them I wasn't good enough to actually like make them reasonable but I have little videos on like the iPad and old apps that have probably undownloaded or something but it's like a little friend's character and she has her pets and they're all walking in circles and then coming back and sitting down i honestly great times (laughs) i love legos but yeah we had a lot and we had all the sets organized too so even though we didn't have the sets like together as soon as you take something apart you put it in the bin and then we have like sessions where we all sort the bin into like various piles and have the piles set up across my brother's entire room and put them all in the boxes and then put them all back and then the next day they're all out again we're building something new And all of the instructions were out. So we would just have in the back, there's an index of every piece that's required for each set. So you would go back and pick out the pieces you need and then start building. (laughs) Yeah. Very elaborate. Even more elaborate than your Hexbugs thing. Yeah. Yes. No, it's definitely much more elaborate than Hexbugs. I would say by far Lego was the most invested my family got. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. Very excited to hitting 20 episodes. Thank you for everybody that's listened since the beginning and everybody that's joined since Mm -hmm. we hope you enjoyed this throwback episode too and if you have any of your own childhood stories of toys or games or anything you remember tell us on instagram and twitter at very popular pod also if you guys have any ideas any interests anything you guys want to either talk about or hear us talk about let us know yes once again we hope you enjoyed um we'll see you guys next time bye it's a very very popular podcast